Hello listener and welcome to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Thank you so much for finding time to join me. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Lydia Cheng is on standby with the Family Life segment. Today, she will be talking about building a wonderful marriage. Brother Ian will also be joining us during the Bible segment. Today's topic is about overcoming evil with good. Stay tuned for this and some songs which are in store for you. Here's a song, Why Wait by Gracious Singers. Why do you wait, brother? Oh, why do you tarry so long? Your Savior is waiting to give you a blessing in sanctified throne. Why not? Why not? Why not come to him now? Why not? Why not? Why not come to him now? What do you Striving within, oh, why not accept his salvation and throw up your heart in no sin? Why not? Why not? Why not come to him? Coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Get ready to listen to Lydia Cheng with a family life segment. Karibu. Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. Today's topic is Build a Wonderful Marriage. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for guiding us and keeping us safe. As we're about to listen to your message, please help us that we may build healthy marriages, marriages that honor you and your name. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What couple doesn't want a wonderful marriage? Most people, except for narcissistic people with their own agenda, would say, 
Absolutely, sign me up. But it takes more than wanting something to actually having it. And that's true with having a wonderful marriage. As authors Lilo and Gerard Leeds, who wrote the book Wonderful Marriage, say, you don't have a great marriage. You build one, brick by brick and skill by skill. So to help you to build that wonderful great marriage, we will share with you a few of the bricks, that marriage tips that Lilo and Gerard have learned in their 62 plus years of marriage. And here's an additional challenge for you. As you hear what they have written, think of the biblical principles and scriptures that apply to each tip. There are plenty of them. Here are a few edited quotes from the book. To have a great relationship, you have to start with yourself. Ideally, before you get married, but it is never too late for improvement, your life and all your relationships will change as you develop the traits that define a person of good character. As our son Greg pointed out, it is not enough to marry the right partner. You need to work to be the right partner. If you want a relationship to last, you have to focus on what you both have in common, not on what divides you. What you admire in each other, not what, not what you might want to criticize. Notice what you like about your partner and let your partner know. Encourage each other to become the kind of people you both respect and admire. Bring out the best in each other. Go out of your way to notice the small things you each do to help and support one another. And express your thanks. Show your gratitude for even the small gestures. It's another way of expressing your love. If you both show your appreciation and gratitude for the small acts of kindness, you will find yourselves falling in love over and over again. Happy couples say it is important not only to show your kindness to the world, but also to each other. Be generous with your hugs and kisses and touches. Don't let your loving ways change once you're married. Initiate new rituals that belong to just the two of you. Light a candle at dinner, call each other private nicknames, and read aloud to each other from your favorite collection of poetry. Have breakfast in bed and agree not to talk about chores, conflicts, or problems of any sort for those two hours. Shared rituals connect you and bring you closer. Be faithful. Happy couples say they never want to make their partner feel insecure about their love. They never behave in any way to give their loved one reason to doubt their loyalty. If you cannot trust each other to remain faithful, it is very difficult to trust each other about anything else. Being faithful is an attitude as much as an action. Staying faithful is a way of saying, I love you and I have made a commitment that I'm going to stick with. I will stay away from any temptation that might come my way. It is not enough to be faithful. You have to make sure not to give the appearance that you're anything but faithful. That means you never act like you're interested in anyone else romantically, and you don't do anything in public or private that you wouldn't want your partner to see or know about. Use humor lovingly. If you look at the world and your relationship with an eye to the humor that can be found in even difficult situations, you will find it cuts the tension and promotes warm, loving feelings between you. Sharing laughter is a sign that you trust each other enough to let down your guard. Laughter is indeed one of the best love medicines for a great marriage. Be flexible about each other's habits and temperament. Everyone has some quirks. One person is bound to be neater than the other or more punctual. One of you may need different amounts of sleep. You may have different priorities about how to spend your free time. Look upon these differences as interesting discoveries. Remove irritants. Small habits can be changed, especially if both of you remember your aim is to make the other happy. Those habits that cannot be changed can often be worked around. 
Using separate tubes of toothpaste is far easier than fighting about the cups. Many disagreements are easily solved with the right attitude. Don't do the things that drive your partner crazy. You know what this means. As you get to know each other better, you learn what your partner likes and dislikes, what the hot buttons are. All of us have some issues that may or may not be rational, but that drive us up the wall. It may be something your partner says or the way she acts in a particular situation. Perhaps you know that being late makes your partner see red or drinking juice straight from the container drives your mate crazy. Don't push those patterns. The more you can play together in your off hours, the closer you will feel. Having fun together is like an insurance policy in a marriage. It shows up those good feelings you have toward each other to help you get through the hard times. Keep things in perspective. While it's very important to accommodate both of your parents and relatives as much as possible, in the end, your life as a couple comes first. Patterns of interaction that may have been fine when you were single may not be ideal now that you're a couple. Be generous with your time, but also set limits to protect your relationship. Communicate lovingly. Communicating clearly and honestly involves skills that you need to learn and practice. It also requires that you pay attention just as much to what you say with your body as with your words. Body language, facial expressions, and most important, our attitudes contribute as much to communicating our thoughts and feelings as the sentences we speak. Resolve anger quickly. When two mature individuals feel deeply about each other and about issues, there are bound to be differences and disagreements. The solution is not to avoid conflict. It is to resolve it as quickly and calmly as possible. Couples who avoid arguments are more likely to get divorced than couples who are able to confront their differences and resolve them peacefully. Instead, view anger as a useful warning sign. Not that there is trouble in the relationship, but that there is a rough patch that needs attention. It is a sign that somebody's needs aren't being met, that we are feeling hurt or that something is not right. A great marriage provides a safe place for both partners to express and resolve their differences and anger. Sustaining a relationship is a product of careful thought, a generous spirit, and hard work. We pray these tips are helpful. Again, they come from the book Wonderful Marriage, written by Lilo and Gerard Leeds, published by Banbella Books. Although this is not a Christian book, it is filled with very helpful material, and we would recommend it. We only found two quotes we objected to in the whole book, but the rest of it lines up fine scripturally. As with any resource, including ours, other than the Bible, it's important to prayerfully read with an objective eye. If it lines up with God's biblical principles and the Lord shows you that the advice will be helpful for your marriage, use it. If not, don't. Not all advice given by humans is good for you to use. Ask God for wisdom and discernment and the Lord will bless. This material is provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you. Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. This is your presenter, Samuel Mangi. A producer would love to have your thoughts about this program. Please send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 
Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us through awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Let us now listen to gracious singers with the song, Will Hide Me. When the storms of life are raging, tempest wide and sea and land, I will seek a place of refuge in the shadow of God's hand. He will hide me, he will hide me, opportunity to get some spiritual nourishment from brother Ian Mose. Welcome brother. I greet you dear listener in the name of Jesus Christ and hope you are doing good. The topic of our study is overcome evil with good. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to 16, the apostle says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. New King James Version. An Italian proverb adds, He that labors is tempted by one devil, he that is idle by a thousand. We often stumble into sin because when we see temptation coming, we just wait like a deer caught in the headlights to see what might happen when it arrives. But it's better to be prepared in advance. Proverbs 22 verse 3 advises, A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. New King James Version A wise man surveys the road for potential trouble. If he spots a band of robbers, he thinks, 
I'd better hide or change routes because I don't want to be robbed. But the fool says, Wow, I think there are bandits down the road. I wonder what's going to happen when they get here. Christians will often do that with temptation. We say, I wonder if I'll be tempted if I watch this program, read this magazine, or drink this stuff. Jesus said, And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should cast into hell. Matthew chapter 5 verse 29 If you have an area of temptation you know will drag you down, Take whatever advanced measures of prevention you can, no matter how desperate, to keep from being overcome. If you are trying to quit smoking, then avoid friends who smoke or places where you are more prone to be tempted. In the very least, plot a way of escape. If your temptation is overeating, make an advanced decision to place an appropriate amount of food on your plate and plan to stop when it's gone. Millions nibble their way into sin because they don't think ahead. This leads me to the next point very well. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 1 John chapter 1 verse 10 Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 The Bible says that we must not trust in our own strength. We must be very cautious when we begin to think we have a handle on a certain temptation and say, It won't bother me anymore. I'm strong enough. I've got the victory. That is when we are especially in a position to fall. Some Christians are even proud of the areas they have overcome, but they are only setting themselves up for the devil to knock them down. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus warned Peter, This night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Mark chapter 14 verse 30 But Peter boasted, If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Mark chapter 14 verse 31 Jesus was warning Peter that he didn't really know how weak he really was. Even when you're helping somebody else overcome weakness, you need to pray with him or her, but also recognize that you're in danger of making the same mistake. When a rescuer is pulling a person from rushing water, they have to be careful that they don't get pulled in too. So we must always be vigilant to recognize our weakness. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 Watch out for temptation. The more you see of it, the better it looks. We sometimes leave ourselves wide open to compromise when we fail to fill the vacuum left by forsaken bad habits. I have known people to gain victory over one addiction only to replace it with another, because they did not find a positive substitute to fill the vacancy. When the unclean spirit gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Luke chapter 11 verse 24 to 26. If you are struggling with an eating disorder or food addiction, you can't simply give up eating. The secret is to learn to eat what is good. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 2, New King James Version. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 
Romans chapter 12 verse 21. If you have a problem nibbling chocolate through the day, buy some grapes or almonds. Have you even thrown away those cigarettes? Get a box of toothpicks or some sunflower seeds, but not chocolates. If someone has insulted or cruelly used you, do not retaliate with evil but kindness. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. Romans chapter 12 verse 20, New King James Version. Overcome evil with good. When a hawk is attacked by king birds, it does not make a counterattack, but soars higher and higher in ever-widening circles until the tormentors leave it alone. Temptation often comes not at our strongest moments, but during our weakest. When we are at the limits of our strength, patience, love, and health, we are tempted to be unchristian. Beware, Jesus' temptation began for after 40 days of fasting. He was tired and hungry. When Peter denied Jesus, he was also very tired. Our ability to resist basic temptations might be greatly influenced by everything from regular exercise or lack of to body hormones. Often, when we are sick or when our reserves are drained, we react in negative ways. Most marital arguments occur at the end of the day when one or both spouses are tired and hungry. Get enough sleep and eat good food at regular times. One of my favorite authors also advises, by the indulgence of perverted appetite, man loses his power to resist temptation. Excessive sweets can give you a temporary rush only to be followed by feelings of depression and irritability. You may not always be able to avoid fatigue or hunger, but if a soldier is passing through a minefield, he is much more careful where he steps. Avoid sensitive discussions or demanding tasks during these volatile times. Jesus said, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew chapter 26 verse 41 But that does not mean we should not try to do everything in our power to improve our health and as a result improve our moral resolve. A good night's rest, a little exercise, a nutritious breakfast can make you feel like you're ready to take on Goliath. Listener, it is a true and faithful saying that our good deeds shall follow us to eternity. Therefore, let us cooperate with Christ so that our good works can be a blessing to many others. Amen. Thank you for your time and I was your presenter, Ian Musi. That brings us to the end of our program for today. I hope that you've been blessed. We'd like to have your views, comments, or questions about this program. Please send them to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Join me next time, same place, same time. But until then, may our good Lord keep you safe. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mangi. Why do you waste brother? Oh, why do you tarry so long? Your Savior is waiting to give you a blessing in sanctified throne. Why not? Why not? Why not come to him now?
filled is his heart, his spirit now striving within. Oh, why not accept his salvation and throw your body no sin? Why not? Why not? Why not come to him Oh 